Oh, I started that <laughs> at the right time. Uh, he had just finished saying something really nasty. Why would you put that image in my head? It's true. I know it's true, but I... Anyway. Don't look up the underside of male ducks. <laughs> Alright. I'm Scoot, that's Poop. Today is Saturday the 5th, but you're probably listening to this on uh, Sunday the 6th or Monday the 7th. Uh, fun fact, uh, we'll be uh, going. Going, yes, we'll yes. be going. We'll be leaving the universe for a bit, and you might even catch us in the universe if we decide to have an episode next week. Um, If not, I'll at least post like a five second podcast that said we decided to not have one yeah um but no and know that we're gonna have a really busy schedule i i think we should try and do one but we'll see nothing is promised because we'll be recording from michigan except not michigan Wisconsin. i i i chose i wanted to choose a random state and then i chose the other one we're interacting with this weekend <laughs> anyway um, uh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of, uh, yeah, Aston <laughs> Martin, take it away. Aston Martin has paired with, oh, I don't remember who the watch company, some watchmaker. Do you want me to go try and... No, uh, I don't. It was some French one. Uh, it started, it was like, uh, Alexander... No, just, just, just go slowly, okay. I get it. Well, basically, the gist is, it's a really fancy watch, so this watch... It's not your typical watch. You can see straight through it, um, which means you can see all the little tiny mechanism stuff. And the reason you can see straight through it is because the front and the rear of the watch are both made out of clear sapphire, which is honestly the most bougie thing I've ever heard of. Because normally sapphire is blue, uh, but clear sapphire is something new to me. That's, that's kind of weird. Mm. Um, it's also... The normal version of this watch, the not Aston Martin version, is one hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars, and the we don't know how much the Aston. Martin I'll let you pronounce be. that name because uh, you're Gerard Perriot. I don't. Yeah. I can't speak European unless it's Slavic. <laughs> so that's the name of the watch company, and yeah. All I'm saying is all if all last names don't end with an S K I, what are you even <laughs> doing? <laughs> or S K Y. That happens in a few countries. You don't like those? It's kind of like that's, that's, um, it's kind of like Maserati, modern no, Maserati that's engines. That's what a lot of um, it's like. It's kind of a sad Ukraine. attempt. Ukraine, Ukraine is uh, but like Warshawski. like Warshawski. but like most of my Slavness comes from Russia. So Russia also commonly has SKYs. Well, as well. the point is, whatever. Is anyway. Ukraine isn't the real country. Anyways, anyway, I'll only have to kill bold, you for that one. only bold <laughs> statements on this podcast. <laughs> only bold statements. I am sorry if I've offended any Ukrainian people. <laughs> you have offended me greatly. I'm sorry if I've offended uh, any Russians out there for apologizing to the Ukrainians. <laughs> Russians out there, we hate you all. No, anyway, that's not true. Any, it is true. You know who we do hate? <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. So Tesla's had a bit of an oopsie this weekend. You know, every company runs into a recall at some point. You know, it was bound to happen. So Tesla to recall uh, for Model Y and Model 3 for loose brake bolts. 
In other news, uh, Tesla made an oopsie this week, and uh, every company has to recall a car at some point. Uh, so, Tesla to recall Model Y and Model 3 for faulty seatbelts. <laughs> That's a combination right there. Oh. Yeah, no, those don't combine well. Yeah, you don't get to stop, and if you actually hit something while you're not stopping, you, you die. No, uh, the brake bolts well they made it sound more like it was a tire pressure issue like they said loose bolt loose brake bolts which can cause loss in tire pressure that's not really how that works that's, when your brake that's what bolts they get said. loose your calipers no longer function <laughs> no, it and they rip causes, out it causes a loss in tire pressure you don't get to stop <laughs> it can, anymore it, 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 it causes a loss in tire pressure which by a um uh, the what do you call it? snowball effect may or may not cause the car to break not uh, yeah. apparently the seatbelt part was kind of a similar situation apparently the tops would just the, like the part you hook on like the wall yep. or the pillar would just come off sometimes so they just don't know how to tighten bolts basically yeah you know yeah and they they, <laughs> they said in an official statement that they did not know if any accidents were related to either of these and they would make sure to, in the future, um, focus more on tightening bolts. Was pretty much what it's they pretty s- much what they said. Yeah, they they didn't tighten the bolts enough. <laughs> and it's really funny. One more thing, I will report how the number of cars that was involved in this. But I saw five different numbers, and each one was drastically different. But know that it's somewhere into in the mid to lower thousands is the average answer that I got. Yeah. Uh, there was something else I wanted to hang out. Oh yeah, China. Um, cars got revealed, f- or cars got recalled from China for this whole Tesla thing. But for some reason, the Chinese they wouldn't say which ones they were recalling. If they <laughs> which problem they which problem of the two they had, they just said like at the bottom of the article, it could it probably has one of these two problems as they were both recalled this week. But Tesla wouldn't say which one it was. Matter of fact, they wouldn't say what the problem was to the Chinese people. But there's a lot of things you don't have to say to Chinese people. Yeah. We're sorry to any Chinese people. Anyway. <laughs> now that we've offended most of Asia. Do you want to keep going so we just get everybody so it's not racist anymore? No, I really don't. But we're probably going to anyway. Yeah. I better wrap it up, unlike last time where I just left racist loose ends and had to delete the episode. <laughs> anyway, now it's time to move on to the new Subaru BRZ. Oh, wait, never mind. It's the Toyota GR86. I That's get them right. confused sometimes. It's the same car. Anyway, it's got the same 2.4 liter flat four with 228 horsepower, 184 uh, foot pounds of torque. There you go. And um, the special thing about this one, other than the Subaru BRZ, if you buy it from Toyota, it'll include a one year membership to the National Autosport Association with every 2022 GR86 that's purchased, as well as one free high performance driver education course and discounted admission to. National uh, Autosport Association events. Um, honestly, pretty cool. Um, that's the only thing cool about the car, though. Like it, it I, I actually, I'll take that back. According to most automotive journalists, it handles great I, until it doesn't. Well, by it doesn't meaning in straight lines because you won't be going anywhere very fast because it's only got 228 horsepower and does zero to sixty in six point one seconds. 
Um, that's with the manual transmission, though, by the way. If you get the automatic, it's 6.6, which is just impressively slow. Well, I can't imagine many people will get it in automatic anyway. Um, you'd be surprised. You're right, I would be, but people are disappointing all the time anyway. So. Whenever you give humans the benefit of the doubt, chances are they'll prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... But one cool thing, it comes with a stock LSD, so you can do slidey slidey. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Well, let's say it's very in slow motion slidey slidey. <laughs> well, no, you can still do decent slidey slidey with 220. I feel like this is one of those cars where you can hit the top speed only turning. You can't hit it in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a car built for turning and not straight lines. It's a car built for Monaco, not, uh, what's a straight line course? Monza? There isn't a good... Monza? There's no car... Sure, yeah. Monza has a bunch of straights. Anyway... There isn't a car built for Monaco. There there are go-karts built for Monaco. Yes. Go-karts and RC cars. Um, I think it's time to move on. I disagree. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and move on. Uh... I uh, uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Toyota. Now Toyota. Well, I like how we just moved on from Toyota to Toyota. So Toyota. Yeah. Speaking of Toyota, Toyota, um, released or they more or less showed off a new version of the Corolla. Now there's not much new news about this Corolla as they simply showed it at a automotive event. Um, they didn't say anything. It was just there, and it was relate. It just was called Corolla Cross, and they did say that this is a, or I think they said this is a planned production vehicle. Don't hold me to that. Um, but anyways, now you may be wondering why? Why are you reporting on this? It's just a new Corolla. Why do you care? Because this Corolla is a bit taller than it should be. By that I mean a little bit longer too. Just a bit, not not as much, but it it it's an SUV. Yeah, and not just any SUV. It literally looks like they raised the Corolla and then just made the bottom part longer so it doesn't look like it's raised. The doors look long on it. They 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 the doors literally look like they had an extra panel added at the bottom and then they try to cover it up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's kind of just weird. Also, the Corolla never should have been an SUV, so I don't know what they're doing. Everything's becoming an SUV. Yeah. The Eclipse, the Mustang, what next? The Huracan. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's kind of what the Urus is, to be honest. Well, mm. yes, but at least it's the Urus. Yeah. <laughs> it's just called something else anyways speaking of toyota corollas um materemek had a little issue with uh some employees did you because this was also just gonna be about the nevera in general i can talk about it perfect uh so basically materemek just recently released released the remak nevera which is the c2 what yeah it's the it's the c2 concept but actual real um it's a 1900 horsepower electric c2 concept you know the c stands for concept yes it was the concept too I couldn't care less, okay? <laughs> I really couldn't. Alright? I genuinely could not care less. <laughs> anyway. The concept to concept. 
anyway, the the Rimac Rivera on uh, Nevera uh, is one thousand nine hundred horsepower electric supercar. That um, one of the Rimac employees who was testing it did a little thing he probably shouldn't have. He took it out. And while one of his buddies was filming him, did 144 miles an hour on a road where the speed limit was 56. Um, actually, it was, I don't even remember. The speed limit was pretty, pretty low. So basically, he was speeding by 88 miles an hour. Um, and Monterrey wasn't too happy about it because he immediately made the employee go turn himself into the police. And Monte also apologized publicly to just about everybody because um, that's just kind of a not great thing to do. Just Take about a, everybody? Was this someone he specifically did not apologize to? Yep. The driver. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say, like, an, a rival car company. No, that the, the, the dude who did it. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's just not a cool thing to do with someone's brand new supercar. Uh mm. Yeah. yeah, that's something you do with your own supercar, not someone else's. Yeah. I think is the rule of thumb there. Yeah. I do not condone speeding. However, I'm saying if the speed limit is 145, then you're all good. Yeah. Well, that's why you go to the Autobahn. Yep. Not <sighs> public roads, wherever the heck they were. That I, I'm, I'm assuming Croatia. I think it was Croatia. Because that's, that's where... where the, yes. Yes, that is where they are from. <laughs> yes, but you never know. Europe you know, is kind of one of those places where you can end up in a different country very quickly. Yep. Um, speaking of not knowing, here's a story that we uh, don't know if it, this is real because it was pulled from Reddit. Yeah. Um, but all the now, big... keep in mind, we didn't pull it from Reddit. Somebody else did. Somebody else, specifically a bunch of uh, automotive news articles. I won't name drop them. Just know that they have pulled this from Reddit, basically saying that... Um, an anonymous source posted this, and then someone who works at the company, like, reacted to saying, like, I'm so excited, <laughs> which is just the most, like, oh. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, what it is called is called the Dodge Hornet, which they labeled, uh, as a Dodge crossover SUV sporty version, a.k.a. a hot hatch. Yeah. Now... Uh, they already had a concept of the Dodge Hornet. You can look it up, and it looks like the most 2008 you've ever seen. It looks thing. like if you took a Kia Soul, but Dodge. It looks like if you took a Kia Soul, but 2008 Dodge. Yes, exactly. It, literally, you, you look at the thing, and you can see, like, mid to late 2000s in it. That's yeah, just what the styling was. It's just kind of a weird car. Um, which is a good reference for what it will look like. I would actually like to see Dodge make a Kia Soul type car because that'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious, but it would sell like garbage. It oh would yeah, be garbage. So, well, we can hope they actually make it look nicer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing confirmed or confirmed is that this was mentioned is that it'll be based on the Alfa Romeo uh, toenail. I'm sorry, Tonale, which is the SUV that Alfa Romeo is making that hasn't quite come out yet, but is confirmed for production. Uh, I think the Tonale looks really cool. Have you seen it yet? Yes, I have. Yes. Um, yeah, I think what's we've confirmed here is we're both really hyped for the Alfa Romeo Tonale. <laughs> yes. I think is what that story has confirmed All for right. us. All right. Well, another news... <laughs> Ford has a little bit of Oh, yeah, of they, an had, issue they had an issue. With the U.S. government. As most of us do. Specifically, 
Customs and Border Protection. Well, you see, Ford, since, since the early 2000s, well, actually, the late 2000s, early 2010s, has been importing their Transit Connect vans as um, passenger... Well, actually, this happened up until about 2013. They were importing their Transit Connect vans as passenger vehicles instead of cargo vans. By doing this, they, the way they did this is they put rear seats in it for importing. But these were completely legal rear seats with, with seat belts and, you know, they were legally mounted into the car and everything. Problem is... Now, you're probably asking why is this relevant. Um, passenger vehicles have a 2.5% um, tariff imposed on them for imports. Okay. Cargo vehicles have a 25% tariff. That's not okay. No, that's 10, 10 times the, that's the amount. That's not okay. So, Ford... think. Thinking they were getting away with something, you know, they well, put they, the receipts in. It's, and honestly, it's completely legal to do. Yeah, it's, just, it's, like, it's not, they're not cheating the system, it's just a little cheeky thing. It's a, it's a bit cheeky, but, you know, there's no law against doing that. So, problem is, Customs and Border Protection was like, you know, we don't like that. So they just decided they were going to call the Transit Connect van a cargo vehicle, even though it has rear seats, which makes it legally a passenger vehicle. Now, from that point forward, Ford actually started paying the tariffs at 25%. Until Customs and Border Protection wanted the tariffs from that small period from the late 2000s to 2013. And they decided that Ford owed it to them for some reason. Because, you know, that wasn't seven years ago or eight years ago or... 12 years ago that this whole started. So they decide, you know what? We want that 100, $181 million in tariff money. But, you know, because you guys are so late on paying us, because, yeah, you definitely owed us this money, we're going to try to throw you with a $1.3 billion fine, because why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Because you're a nice American company bringing in business to the U.S. for this. Yeah. By the way, the reason, the only reason these Transit Connect vans are being imported at all is because they're being made in Turkey. And honestly, I don't see a problem with that. But the, it's an American company. The money's coming to the U.S. anyway. But, you know, Customs and Border Protection's like, you know what, we got to mess with them. We want our money. Because, you know, it's never a failure of the U.S. government to mess something up royally. Anyway... That's pretty much the gist of it. Man, this is a really great episode. Isn't it, though? Politics. I know, we've been... Like, world politics. <laughs> yeah, we like to say that we, we... We like to stay away from politics, but this episode... We, sometimes really we don't. <laughs> sometimes it's unavoidable. Because sometimes car companies are the politics. Yeah. Well, politics creeps into everything sometimes. Yeah. Speaking of politics and cars... The new Chevy Bolt uh, and Chevy Bolt EUV are some of the not hottest selling electric cars on the market. Emphasis on the not. But they decided that they were going to try and snag that first uh, proper electric uh, fleet car that can be sold as a police car. Which I don't necessarily, you know, hate on. It's called the Bolt uh, or Bolt EUV SSV um, family. I read that so weird. 
You um, did, in fact. Anyway, so this car isn't necessarily fast. It doesn't have lower suspension, nothing like that. Um, it does have a 93 top speed, just like the normal one. 93 miles an hour. We'll yep. definitely be able Perfect to catch somebody. Perfect for police car. Yep. Which, by the way, already... I just want to walk back a little bit before I continue. This is this is the worst car ever for this. Can I just say, 90 is about an average speed on an Illinois highway. For anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just the worst car for this. Not because just that, but also, like, you can't really make an arrest in that car. No. It's too small. Especially yeah. the bolt. The bolt EUV, you might be able to squeeze in the bars. But, no... But anyways, so they added as well um, a couple new plug-in places like on the roof, uh, so that way there's more places for like radio or uh, overhead lights, which makes sense. And it also included a surveillance mode that cuts the interior and exterior lights uh, for maximum night stakeout camouflage. Now... This may seem like a cool idea to have in a police car. But I don't know if you guys know what happened a few years ago when people went, Oh, the Crown Vic is a faster version, or the Crown Vic police car is a faster version of the regular Crown Vic with a funny light on it that's cheaper. Let's go get it. Also known as... Typically, when these cars are no longer in service, they end up in the hands of the public. And the last thing the public needs is this surveillance mode. Yeah, I would really, I would really like to have a switch on my car that I could just turn off all the lights. Yep. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It's very convenient if you're doing uh, illegal crimes. Things. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Time to move on. Yeah. To BMW. All right, well, this week BMW has finally made some announcements that I, I've been wanting to hear these numbers for for a while. Uh, they they finally gave us some numbers on the the i4, which is the electric sedan that Whoa. they've been teasing for like a year. Um, the i440i, the i4e drive 40i, which well, is the whole name, which is kind of obnoxious. Uh, it's 335 horsepower, 317 pound-feet of torque, to 0 to 60 in 5.9, well, 0 to 62 in 5.9 seconds. That's 0 to 100 kilometers an hour. I don't know why they do it like that, but they do. And a 300-mile range for $55,400. Honestly, kind of respectable. It's a little high in the price range, but if you compare that to a Tesla, very similar spec, it's about the same. So... You know, we'll say that's reasonable ish. And there's also another version of the i4, the i4 M50i. Whoa, which they is, slapped an M on it? Yes, now? they did. Is that the first time they've uh, done that with an i car? Uh, yeah, mm, uh, mm, I don't know. I don't know if they slapped one on the i8. They may have. They may have. Anyway, the i4 M50i has 536 horsepower. We don't know the torque number yet because they haven't put it out. But they did put out the horsepower number. And it has an extra motor from the 40i. Um, does 0 to 60 to in 3.9 seconds. Two seconds down from the 40i. Now, this added power 
it uses the same battery, so the range is slightly decreased to 245 miles. And there's a $10,000 price increase to $65,000, which honestly is very respectable for that much power in an electric car. The 40i seems less reasonable to me than the 50 for some reason, which is kind of strange. Okay. You would think that the performance-focused one would be the less reasonably priced one. But in this situation, it's it seems more reasonable to I'm me. really trying to keep up with you, but my face is exploding for some reason. I can tell. I am um, having an allergy attack for those at home. Yeah! Uh, there's also the iX, which is the electric SUV. Actually, um, you know what? I'm going to go fix this. I'll be <laughs> He's going to go fix an allergy attack while I keep talking about these BMWs. Yeah, he can do that for hours, so he <laughs> should be good. Yeah. So the iX50i has 516 horsepower. Again, unknown amount of torque. And does 0 to 62 miles an hour in 4.6 seconds. Uh, slightly slower than the M50i from the i4 because it's an SUV. Uh, it has a bigger battery though, so it has a 300 mile range, and it starts at $83,200, which is actually very comparable to um, a Tesla Model X, which is good because personally I would rather have the BMW, but that's because I like BMWs. Uh, and then there's also the iX M60i which has over 600 horsepower and we don't know anything else about it because they haven't really properly announced it. Uh, just some small overview features of the iX has air suspension that you can adjust up and down up to like 1.2 inches of travel. Uh, all of the controls in it uh, like the iDrive knob and the, the controls for moving the seats forward and backward are all made out of crystal. I don't they're kinda weird I'm not gonna lie they're very cool, but it's kind of a, a weird look for a BMW. And uh, it has touch-sensitive wood, which I've literally never heard of. I don't get how they do it, but they made wood touch-sensitive, and that's wild. Um, the iX has this little weird thing. You know how most cars have a steel unibody chassis? Yeah, basically, it, it's just the one big tub of steel, and that's the car. Uh, the iX has a aluminum space frame chassis, which means the chassis is made out of aluminum tubes that are basically welded together into carbon roll structure. So basically, it, it, it's it's very well designed, very well built, and um, honestly quite impressive. Carbon and aluminum chassis is very expensive. Yes, it and is. Yeah, welcome back to the land of the living. As he walks down my stairs. Uh, yes, I am. Because I have gotten to the end of the details, and I need you to come back over here. There might be a sneeze coming. Don't you dare. Oh, okay. Here, I'll do it right into the microphone. <laughs> Perfect. No, I did it away. Anyway, um... You got one more thing to both, talk about. Both the i4 and the iX have fast charging capabilities that you can charge from 10 to 40... 10, 10% to 80% <coughs> in 40 minutes. Um, and, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Speak. <laughs> easy. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Smoker. Anyways. 
So, the 95th anniversary is coming up for everyone's favorite uh, supercar manufacturer known as... Kirazeria Touring Superleggera. Yeah, I have to get them to do the European words. We've already talked about this. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea who they were. Either, so. Yeah, well, I didn't know at first either, which is hilarious because it's 95th anniversary. But yeah. I've looked it up. Apparently, these are the people that make the really cool boat-inspired Alfa Romeos. Yeah. Their whole thing was they, it, they're like Mansory, but more. <laughs> they're more sorry. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, uh, this new car is gonna be based on the Ferrari Four AA Pista. Um. It's a very cool looking car. I do not remember what it's called. I'm struggling so much. That's pretty much all there was to that story, by the way. But still. Yeah. Well. Um. I, let me let me double check that because I still have it pulled up. Oh, do you? No, I don't. Okay. There it is. There it is. It's... Under... Dots. What's it called? Scroll up to the top. Ah! Oh, it's taking the time. <laughs> there it is. You can Touring Superleggera Arise RH95 debuts <laughs> to celebrate company's 95th birthday. Yeah. It's a really cool car that you definitely can't tell is rear engine. Look at that scoop. Oh, yeah, roof scoop. Oh, no, the, that scoop. Look at that. There's a big old roof scoop. Nah, but that's beefy. Yeah, but I really like roof scoops. Yeah, so the roof, roof scoop, scoop is cool, but that boy is <laughs> roof beefy. Scoop. We're looking at a picture of the car right yeah. now. It does actually look really nice. Uh, yes, it does. Um, and It looks very Italian. It does, in fact, look very and it's Italian. Got it, it's not the BMW grills, but it, it, it does reminds have a split me of in the, the front. It yes. reminds me of the BMW split grill. Anyway. Uh, did you hear? What? Did you hear while I was upstairs fixing myself? I didn't just do allergies. I also had to pee. 